Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thank you so much for being here today. Always appreciate you guys so incredibly much. I haven't had a chance to really go into detail with it lately, but you guys have been absolutely incredible. The likes, the comments, the just the viewership, the subscribers, everything's been amazing. So thank you for being you. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And uh, there's going to be a lot of really fun stuff coming up. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So uh, keep posted for more there. But uh, just super excited uh, for this Packer season coming up and just want to thank you again for, for joining me as part of this. But enough of all the gushy stuff. Let's jump into today's episode. And I want to go over today some Packers that need to bounce back in 2023, the bounce back pack, if you will. And for a team that, again, I I think some of us are hoping can make a run at a a playoff spot, obviously Jordan Love is going to have so much say in in just how good he is and how much control of the offense he has. And what, what is he as a starter? Is he great? Is he good? Is he average? Is he bad? Is he terrible? Like the, the range of what could happen at the quarterback position is massive and we just don't know. So that's going to be the the biggest thing. But I think we sort of then look to all of this rookies and the second year players and like those are great things to look at. And those are going to be huge integral pieces to how well this team can perform in 2023. But if you're really looking for Green Bay to have a much better season than I think some people are predicting, don't look at the young guys. Look at the guys that have already played really, really good football in Green Bay and basically didn't a season ago. And those are the players that if Green Bay wants to get back and really make an impact and show what they're capable of and say, hey, we're not going to roll over. We're not rebuilding. We're going to go out and win every week. These are the players that need to step back up and take control of this football team and be the players that they're capable of being. So uh, these are in no particular order. Let's start with A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon in 2021 had a 5.70 grade by me. These are all my grades. If you're not familiar, I go through and grade every player on every play. I've done it since 2017. Have a consistent grading scale that you're getting from me every single week. So it's one of my, it's it's my favorite thing to do every single year. It's so fun. It gives me so much insight into the players and the team just by watching every snap with that much detail. But 
Per my grades, AJ Dillon in 2021 had a plus 5.7 grade. In 2022, still a good grade, was actually one of still the better players on offense and just overall on the team for Green Bay with a plus 1.85 grade, but still went down significantly from what he was in 2021. Now, a couple things. A, AJ's basically said that he needs to be better in 2023. And I love his ownership. I love how he interacts with fans. I love all of it. His tweet when he basically said that was phenomenal. So he's aware of it. He knows he needs to get better. He's capable of getting better. And we've seen what AJ can do in big games when he's given the ball. I've been pretty adamant that I do believe that AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones sort of counteract each other from time to time. It does feel like sometimes as soon as Jones gets going, oh, Dylan's in the game. And then Dylan kind of gets a handful of touches and just starts to maybe get going. And then, oh, Jones is back in the game. This isn't anything new. This is a this is the modern day NFL with running backs sharing carries. But whereas some running backs seem to complement each other very well, and just as the maybe the big bruising running back has the team worn down, now you're bringing in the speed guy and all of a sudden there's these huge gaping holes because the, you know, the run defense is tired and that speed guy can hit some big runs. Those complement each other, right? With Jones and Dylan, it feels like sometimes they're counterbalancing each other. And like I said, it's it feels like both of them are momentum-based runners and that they need to get in the game. They need to get carries. They need to get hit a handful of times and they start to wear down the defense and then they can go. And it just, it hasn't always worked out that way. Sometimes we've seen it, but like there have been very few times where Jones and Dylan have both had good games. It's usually like, one or the other. And a lot of times with Dylan, it's usually just when he's the guy and Jones is maybe, you know, sat out or not done as much. And with Jones, it's like when he gets the lion's share of the load, usually good things happens. So I, you know, I don't have a perfect answer, but I do think they need to figure out that rotation a little bit better. And I do think Dylan, when he just gets his opportunities, whether he gets three touches or 30 touches in a game, Every one of those touches is valuable and it just needs to overall be better. He's got to do a better job of breaking tackles. He's got to do a better job of staying on balance. He, you know, he's gone down around the ankles a little bit, you know, probably too often. And he kind of said the same thing. I have a lot of faith in AJ Dillon still catches the ball of the backfield. Well, he has incredible size, but they've got to figure out a way to use that functional strength and use that to their advantage. Because as of late, it just hasn't been that impressive and that important. And I do think Green Bay still has a really good player there. So they got to find a way to unlock A.J. Dillon in some capacity. Next up is Josh Myers. In 2021, his rookie year, I actually had him at a plus 0.1 grade. So basically a neutral level player. Remember, he didn't finish the season, had some injury issues, came back at the very end, and then came back in 2022. And everyone I think was expecting, oh, okay, he's going to be able to build on that rookie year. Remember, he had the injuries. He's going to come back and he's gonna, this is going to be another one of these really good Packer centers. He was not. He was bad in 2022. So 0.1 grade in 2021, negative 4.15 grade in 2022 was not the same, was not consistent. And I do wonder, like Aaron put a lot of pressure on him, both just mentally and like he would get after Josh from time to time. Sometimes some players just don't respond to that well. And we'll see with a new quarterback, if maybe Josh feels a little bit more comfortable, maybe Josh needs to move to guard and maybe center is just a little bit too much thinking and he just needs to go out and play football. I don't know. But last year was not good enough. This is a player that was a second round pick. And I know we can talk about Creed Humphrey, Josh Myers for forever, but like he was a good second round worthy center coming out of college, in my opinion. And I thought in 2021, there were signs that he showed he could be a at least a decent to average center. 
2022, he was not below average to bad. And that needs to get back to at least average, if not good, in 2022. If he wants to keep his job, if he wants to remain the starting center, and if he wants this offensive line to get better, Josh Myers can be a huge piece of that. And just improving to the level of average would really step up what that offensive line is capable of in 2022. Next up is his running mate, right next to him, right guard, John Running Jr., In 2021, he was my highest graded offensive lineman. Now, remember, uh, Elton Jenkins went out with the injury. David Bakhtiari was out the entire year. So there wasn't much left. But John Runyon Jr. had a plus 3.65 grade in 2021. I thought he had a really, really solid season. Last year in 2022, negative 2.15, a 5.8 swing in, in the very wrong direction. I still think there's a lot of meat on the bone with John Runyon Jr. Not only do I think he can be a solid guard, not only do I think he can be a good guard, I think he can be a Pro Bowl level guard. And I know some people are going to disagree, but I think he has the tools necessary. And I think he has the demeanor and everything he needs to be a potential pro and whatever Pro Bowl level guard means now, Pro Bowl skills competition, I don't know, whatever, but you get my point. I think he can get to that level he has to find consistency. The weird thing with running as you watch him is there will be games where you go through and you're like, everything's just kind of on cruise control. He's doing good. Everything seems good. And then he just goes through this like weird phase in a game where it's like he forgets. Like he just does like, I don't know if it's just doesn't have the same intensity or just does kind of put it on cruise control for a little bit. I don't know what it is, but there's these spurts in games where you're just like, wow, John's, he's having a really good game, really good game. And it's like, what just happened? Like all of a sudden he just, the play fell off the face of the earth. It's so weird. And he just has to find that level of consistency and figure out how to play consistent snaps and consistent games and be the same guy down in and down out. That's the TJ Langs and the Josh Sittens and the Mark Tauschers and the Corey Lindsleys, the guys that just snap after snap are so freaking consistent. You know, obviously David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, when he was you know pre-injury and towards the end of last year, you know after he sort of recovered from injury. The consistency is key. Running hasn't found it yet. The the good stuff is really, really good, but there's just too much bad stuff. And if he can just clean up that bad stuff, we can get back at least to what he was like in 2021. And I think there's even more on the, like I said, a more meat on the bone there for him to chew off and really make himself into a really, really good football player. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. 
Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. All right, next up is Kenny Clark. Now, Kenny Clark was my second highest graded player on the Packers defense last year. So in no way am I saying that Kenny was bad last year. However, here have been Kenny's grades since he was drafted. Plus 10.95, plus 13.1, plus 11.7, plus 9.8, plus 11.7. Last year, plus 4.25. So outside of uh, two years ago when he was a plus 9.8, just barely under a, a plus 10 grade, for five straight years, basically, he graded as a plus 10 or better player. Five straight years. Then in last year, plus 4.25. Basically, he was half as good. He was half as good. And there were stretches last year where he just didn't look the same. Not the same dominant Kenny Clark that we're used to. It wasn't bad. It certainly wasn't bad. Like I said, still the second best graded player on the Packers defense. Second to only Rashawn Gary, who didn't even play the whole year. That's how good Gary was in his limited playing time. But so again, he's a good football player. But for what, two, three, four, five straight years, he was beyond great. He was great, great. Last year, he was good. And there's a huge difference between good and great. And I need to see Kenny Clark be back being great because I know he can. I think he will. But I want to see Kenny Clark dominating up front again. Last year, I didn't see that. I saw a good Kenny Clark. I want to get you know see him get back to being great Kenny Clark. Then we get to the enigma that is Preston Smith. Here have been his grades. And if you go back to all of his time, like it's good year, bad year, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. First year, plus 10.4. Second year, negative 4.55. A what? Negative 15 you know, point jump in the wrong direction. Just a massive, crazy swing from 2020 to 2021. So plus 10.4, negative 4.55. Then the next year, plus 2.85. Then last year, negative 2.45. So really good, really bad, good bad. Can we get to really good again? That would be really, really nice. But we've seen anything from Preston Smith at plus 10.4, plus 2.85, negative 2.45, negative 4.55. Overall through four seasons, that grades well overall, but it's just inconsistent year in and year out. Now, thankfully, this is supposed to be the year where he does good. So it's good, bad, good, bad, and then this would be the good year. So hopefully this is the good year for Preston Smith. But I don't necessarily need to see him get back to the plus 10.4. That was incredible, especially the first half of that season with when him and Z were in their first season in Green Bay. But man, if he can even get half as good as that, 
we are talking about a really, really good Preston Smith. I think he still has the level to get there, but I need to see a little bit more. It was not as good a season to go, and I want to see good Preston Smith again because that would be amazing, especially with Rashawn probably out to start the season. Next is Devondre Campbell. And you know this, right? First team all pro or what? Yeah. First team all pro plus 5.7 grade, you know, two years ago, last year, negative 1.7 grade, uh, what? 7.4 swing. That is a huge jump in the wrong direction. And we saw the missed tackles and Devondre has also owned up to it. I love that too. You know, he said, yeah, some uncharacteristic missed tackles last year. He knows he has to be better. I think he will be better. And I'm excited to see him hopefully get back to that first team all pro level of playing because we saw he can do it and do it at a very high level. Now, does, does he need to be first team all pro? No. Can he be, you know, even a you know second team or can he even just play it like a pro bowl level player? Yeah, that would be amazing. So we've seen him play extremely good football in Green Bay. Last year was not that. I want to see him bounce back and have the year that he had at least close to it, what he had in 2021 and do that again in 2023. Next up is Eric Stokes plus 1.25 grade as a rookie, a rookie corner that is a very, very good grade. It's just it. If you're grading the positive as a rookie corner, you've done a very good job. And remember too, Jair went down that year. So he was basically playing as corner one that season. Now, Razul had a good season on the opposite side, but he had a really good year as a rookie. Last year, you might be thinking, well, yeah, he was injured. No, this is pre-injury, negative 3.65. He took a major step back. And again, that all of this should be concerning, by the way, that this many players took major steps back last year should be concerning in some capacity. But the other good news is that we've seen all these players play at an incredibly high level, including Eric Stokes, maybe not an incredibly high level, but a very high level for a rookie. If he can even get back to that once he's back from injury, and there's going to be some recovery time and readjustment time there, but if he can even get back to a positive level player, that will be a huge improvement for Green Bay and a really nice player. So he just needs to get back to what he was doing as a rookie. And if he can do that, that will be a real positive step in the right direction. Razul Douglas, same thing. When he came back or when he came in mid-season, Green Bay signed him, had a massive year, plus 6.1 grade that season. Last year, negative 1.0. Now he got better last year as the year went along, did not start great. A lot of that was in the slot. They played him out of position. And then he got back and he was he was graded in the positive more towards the end of the year. But that's a negative 7.1 swing. And we've seen him play extremely good football. Now he needs to be on the outside. They need to be you know, more press man, more physical coverage with Razul. That's just how he wins. That's just when he does well. And they they did not set him up for success at the beginning of the last year. But he, in all likelihood, he's going to be the starter on the outside with Eric Stokes, you know, starting on probably on either on a pup list or um, you know, some sort of just not active on week one in some capacity. Probably starts as an outside corner. And I think he probably owns that spot for a while. So he needs to get back to playing at the level that he was. I know it was just a one-year thing, but he played so incredibly well that one year. Again, doesn't necessarily have to be right to that level, but if he can be good again, if he can grade in the positive again, I'll be another player that could take a really big step in the right direction and really help Green Bay make a better impact this year and, and help this team get back to a playoff level of play. Obviously, a lot depends on Jordan Love, but there's a lot at play here, and there's a lot of these players that can help Green Bay get to a level of prominence. Prominence might be strong, but you know what I mean. They can they can play a lot better if these players play better. Darnell Savage. Now, this is not a one-year bounce back. This is a two-year bounce back, and I've talked about this on numerous occasions, but 2020, in his best year, graded plus 4.65. Plus 4.65, really, really good grade. In 2021, negative 4.15. In 2022, negative 5.2. Two bad seasons following a really good 2020 season. 
I'll say it once again, doesn't have to necessarily be as good as it was in 2020, but if it can just not be as bad as it was in 2021 and 2022, and he can get to neutral or average, that will be another massive step in the right direction. So there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of just low hanging fruit here, where if players just at least play at a neutral level and aren't in the negative, this team could actually take a pretty significant step, depending on what Jordan does at quarterback. And the last one is Jair Alexander. This is a little bit of a Kenny Clarkish one as well. Plus 7.0, plus 8.95 plus 13.55 in his first three seasons. Then in his fourth year, he only played five games, but had a plus 2.9 grade in those five games, which would have been basically a plus 10 season and a 17 game season. And then last year was plus 0.8. So plus seven, plus nine, plus 13 and a half, plus 10, basically in the first four seasons, if you sort of average it out. And then last year was basically plus one. So way far down from what he was in his first four seasons when he was active and playing, last year was not quite the same. The tackling wasn't the same. That was a big issue. And he wasn't quite as aggressive at the point of attack, gave up some bigger plays. He needs to be a shutdown first team all pro corner if this defense really wants to be good. He has to play a lot better. This is a really big season for Jair Alexander. He's going to be good almost no matter what. Like he can sleepwalk and be a pretty darn good corner in this league. He can't sleepwalk. He has to be, like I said, in the in the conversation for best corner in the league. That should be the expectation for Jair. It wasn't there a season ago. We need to see it there in 2023. Those are my guys. Those are my guys that I think ultimately need to play a much better brand of football in 2023 and have bounce back seasons. Again, I'm calling them my bounce back pack. My full list of players, reading them off one more time, AJ Dillon, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, Darnell Savage, and Jair Alexander. My 10 guys that we have seen play at a very high level, or at least a good enough level that they were impressive players. They did not play that way a season ago. It needs to be better. And if those 10 guys can, if those 10 guys can bounce back and play a good brand of football, there's a lot more that this team can accomplish in 2023 than I think a lot of people are giving them credit for. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.